Live from Hallandale Beach, it's Holistic Strides. Hey now everybody, welcome to Holistic Strides, a Start With Your Feet production. We are coming to you live on tape from my office in sunny Hallandale Beach, Florida. My name is Dr. Richard J. Rimler, otherwise known as Doc Rick, and I am one of a few holistic podiatrists in the country. I am your host of Holistic Strides, a talk show devoted to taking small but powerful steps down a path to a more holistic lifestyle with an emphasis on foot health and the start with your feet approach to wellness. This includes unique advice on supportive shoes, orthotics, exercise via high-intensity interval training, organic nutrition, vitamins and supplements, and stress management. So why should you watch or listen to my show? The short answer is to achieve better health through self-empowerment with the understanding that it all starts with your feet. The idea is to add one holistic principle to your life every month so it becomes a habit and you gradually transform yourself to better health. Just take it one step at a time. I can guide you since I have undergone the same transformation. Therefore, I walk the walk. Today, I will be talking about high-intensity interval training. And that is something that is the most important thing that you can do for your health besides not smoking cigarettes. So high-intensity interval training goes by the acronym HIT. So what you want to do is you want to start by picking your preferred mode of exercise. It could be walking, running, using an exercise bike, an elliptical machine, a treadmill, doing jumping jacks, or swimming. Do this close to home for convenience and to avoid excuses not to do it. Try doing it in the morning since it only takes 10 to 12 minutes. That way you can get it in before work or school. Otherwise, do it when it works best for your schedule. Try to do this three to five times per week, such as Monday through Friday, while you are in work mentality. Here is my personal prescription for HIT. I start off with a 20 second fast velocity, followed by a one minute slow recovery speed where I just walk slowly, and I do this for six intervals. In my case, I go out to the street in front of my house, in pitch darkness usually, and I sprint for 20 seconds. Then after the recovery portion of roughly a minute where I slow walk, I reverse my direction and sprint for 20 seconds once again for the next interval. After doing six intervals at 20 seconds fast speed, I then switch to a 15 second fast velocity, followed by the same one minute slow recovery, and I do this for three more intervals. So guess what? You are now done and ready to shower. The take-home point is that the final three intervals must be done at a faster speed 
to reap the benefits, which are substantial. The benefits include strengthening your lungs and heart, aiding in weight loss by inducing a 12-hour fat afterburn, reducing Alzheimer's risk via enhanced body oxygenation, and most notably, being anti-aging. Think of it as your own personal stem cell treatment given to you by yourself. I have been personally doing this technique since I first heard about it when I was age 50 and can honestly tell you that this is one of the main reasons for my continued good health into my 60s. By the way, you can access a free ebook download about HIT, including my prescription, by going to my website, startwithyourfeet.com. You will then find it in the blog section. I invite everyone to incorporate HIT into your schedule and join the Start With Your Feet and Holistic Strides family by climbing aboard the wellness wagon with me. So now let's get into today's topic, which is also HIT. So I'm going to go into a little bit more detail on high intensity interval training. So basically, it is considered an anaerobic workout. So what I mean by that is a typical aerobic workout does not become beneficial until you reach the 25 minute mark. So that is at that point, you have to be going 25 minutes. And then at that point, you're starting to burn some fat. This is actually considered an anaerobic workout because it's less than 25 minutes. In my case, it's usually about 10 to 12 minutes and then you're done. So you're actually getting more bang for the buck. You're doing it in a shorter period of time so you can fit it into your schedule, preferably before you start work or school. Otherwise, you can fit it in any time because it doesn't take a tremendous amount of time. I want to give a shout out to Dr. Al Sears, MD, who has his version of this same philosophy, and it's called PACE, Progressively Accelerating Cardiopulmonary Exertion. So I have basically taken that philosophy and tailored it to a more realistic way of doing things. So for instance, when I first started doing HIT, my fast intervals were 30 seconds, and then I would do my slow recovery walk for a minute. I actually found that 30 seconds is too long to be going full blast. And so I'm in pretty good shape. And so I basically said to myself, if I can't do the 30 seconds comfortably, then other patients and people who are not as physically fit will definitely not be able to do that. So I started to shorten the time. And so I ended up coming up with my own prescription, which is six intervals of 20 seconds at fast speed, followed by three at 15 seconds, but taking Dr. Sears' recommendation of going faster at the end of your workout, thereby you are building your body up and not wearing your body down. So you want to pick your mode of exercise. It's whatever you like to do, whether it's on the street, walking, running, uh, using an elliptical machine, an exercise bike, doing jumping jacks, doing swimming, 
for an older patient that doesn't have access to a gym or can't really get out too well. You can even buy a, a floor pedal that you sit on a regular chair and you put your feet in the pedal and it's like you're pedaling a bike. So there are tons of ways to do this very easily, not too expensive. You don't have to join a gym to do this. At the very least, you can even do it just walking outside, just a fast walk to a slow walk. You can then progress to a jog to a slow walk and then ultimately a sprint to a slow walk. And if you can do that, the faster the speed differential, the more uh, benefits you're going to get in your workout. So it's also key to do this close to home so that you don't procrastinate having to go out of your way to get this into your schedule. So anything in your house, outside your house, close to your house, without having to drive there to me is, is important. I also like to do it in the morning so that you can get that in the bank before you start your day. So what it's going to do for you, it's going to energize you, but it's also going to give the endorphin release, which is the runner's high, and it's going to calm you down also and an effective stress management technique by doing this also. So it's an exercise and does benefits with your exercise uh, side of things, but it's also a stress management technique where it actually calms you down by the end because of the endorphin release. So you want to try doing this about three to five times a week, uh, roughly Monday through Friday. Personally, I do it during the week, and then I take the weekends to go to the gym to do my weight training, which I do twice a week. I do it on Friday and Sunday with a day of rest in between. I'll talk about that a little later. So you want to make the, going back to the high intensity interval, you want to make it realistic. So that's why my fast time to start is only 20 seconds rather than 30 or a minute. I've seen recommendations where you're going fast for a minute or two minutes. And to me, that's very unrealistic. So you want to make it realistic. And if you can't do the 20 seconds, you can certainly drop it down to 15 seconds as your fast speed to start and then end on 10 seconds uh, where you're going faster. So that's you can tweak it as much as you want. Just realize that you want to have the total time of your fast speed at two minutes. So you want to add up your 20 second fast ones and your 15 second fast ones add them up and make sure it's two minutes because there have been studies done where if you get that two minutes in of fast that's all you need to have the major physiologic beneficial effects for your body so the, also the take-home point for this technique is going faster at the end so you go at a shorter time period going from 20 to 15 seconds but you must do them faster and that way you're going to be building your body up that's the key. And then let's say you have some time on your hands and you want to keep exercising. So that's fine. Do your hit to start your exercise. It takes about 10, 12 minutes. Then let's say it's a beautiful day. You have some time on your hands. Then at that point, if you want to keep exercising, my recommendation is to go for a brisk walk the rest of the time. So a walk to me is better than a run long distance because it's easier on your body. You're going to have less chance of overuse injuries and you're not going to be wearing down your body that long distance running can do.
So I think that that is the way to go. And it's going to be easier on your joints, on your body, fewer chance of overuse injury. And you're going to be in a better situation by walking rather than running. So the example that I give is by looking in the Olympics at the marathon runners versus the sprinters. The marathon runners, to me, don't look healthy. They look emaciated a lot of times. The sprinters look very healthy. They're they're very muscular usually and look much healthier. And to me, I want to be a sprinter rather than a marathon runner. Needless to say, the marathon running actually does wear down your body. It actually makes your heart less efficient, believe it or not. So what are the benefits of HIT? They are many. So the first thing, because it's a short period of time, it's going to cut down on your overuse injuries. Then it also acts as a natural anti-inflammatory because the change in speed is going to oxygenate your body better. When you oxygenate your body, that has an anti-inflammatory effects. It's also going to de-stress you mentally with the endorphin release, which energizes and calms yourself and gives a sense of Zen. You're also going to improve your lung capacity, which is one of the big indicators for longevity. You're going to increase the strength of your heart and make it more efficient. You're going to aid in weight loss because you don't burn fat during the workout. You're going to go to a 12-hour afterburn. After you're done with your HIIT session, for 12 hours, you're going to start burning fat without you doing anything else. And as long as you're eating a diet that's low in white flour, you should be able to maintain weight and possibly lose weight with this method. You're also going to reduce your chances of Alzheimer's disease because you're going to increase oxygenation all over your body and to your brain. So oxygen is going to be a great factor in reducing uh, physical problems to your body. So if you oxygenate, you're going to help things. You're going to reduce overuse injuries because you're not going for a very long period of time. So someone that runs many, many miles every week is inevitably going to get an overuse injury. Uh, they're going to something with their foot, with their ankle, with their knee, with their hip, with their back. It's going to happen. So that's why I keep it short and sweet. Cut down your overuse injuries. And then a nice thing to top it all off is the fact that this method keeps your telomeres long, which are the caps at the end of your chromosomes. And that is going to be anti-aging. So if you keep your chromosomes long, you're going to have an anti-aging effect, and therefore, you're going to have less problems with your health as you get older. So try to incorporate this exercise into your daily routine. As I said, try to do it as soon as you can start to do it, Start, and it doesn't take much to start out. You can do it of course, on land. And I, for that, I just recommend a good pair of shoes and a pair of Doc Ricks orthotics. If you do it in the pool, obviously you don't want to wear your orthotics, but you can do it just by whatever stroke you're doing at a fast rate for 20 seconds, let's say. And then after that, 
very, very slow stroke or treading water or holding on to the side of the pool, just rest up for a minute and then do it again the other to the other side of the pool. So you can do it at all sorts of methods. You can do it with uh, machinery. You can do it on land, however you want to do it. The bottom line is that it's a very inexpensive way to improve your health. So I invite everybody to start doing HIT and start improving your health in a big way in a very small portion of your time. Uh, you will reap the benefits tremendously by doing that. So also, I want to mention a, two other components of exercise. Of course, there's weight training, which is super important as it relates to building up the strength of your muscles all over your body, which is going to reduce arthritis pain. It's going to reduce aches and pains throughout your body if your muscles are strong. As you get older, you're going to lose muscle mass. So you want to counteract that by weight training. Uh, you can go to the gym for that. First time you go, I would recommend using a personal trainer to learn how to use the equipment. And then after that, if you're self-motivated, you don't need the personal trainer. You just know how to do the machines safely. And then you can do your workout yourself. I do a full body workout twice a week with a day off in between for recovery. So you can also do a lot of things at home, even if you don't belong to a gym, by making use of your body weight. Using You can use uh, resistance bands. You can do even just your own body doing planks and push-ups and lunges and squats. There are things to do at home without even any machines if you don't have access to a gym. So that's super important. Besides the high-intensity interval training, which we're going to call our aerobic workout, which is actually an anaerobic workout. You have your ex, you have your strength, your weight training, which is the second component. And then the third component is going to be stretching. So stretching mainly every day you want to be stretching. And the main stretches that you want to do is for your Achilles tendon, which I use, I recommend using uh, doing a wall push-up for that. And try to do that every day where you stand an arm's length from the wall, put your legs in front of each other. You come into the wall and you hold that pose. You make sure your back heel is planted flat on the ground when you come into the wall. So you might have to keep that back foot and heel closer to the wall initially. Once And then once you hold that pose for about 20 seconds, you switch feet and then you put the other foot as the back foot. Hold that one for 20 seconds. So that's going to stretch your Achilles, which inevitably gets shorter as time goes on. When the Achilles gets shorter, it causes all sorts of foot and leg problems. It also accelerates flat feet. So you want to make sure that that Achilles is kept in a stretch position, especially for ladies that are wearing high heeled shoes. That's going to shorten the Achilles. It's going to make it less comfortable to walk on a flat surface, and you're also going to increase your potential for injuries to the Achilles itself, let alone the foot. So you want to make sure you're doing your wall push-ups, your Achilles tendon stretching every day. I personally do it in the shower. And the other thing to do is a lower back stretch, which as you get older, of course, lower back injuries are the number one reason for disability 
uh, claims and absence from work is lower back. So you want to make sure you are stretching and strengthening your lower back. And there are many different ways to do it simply. Uh, the ones that I do, I, I lie on my ottoman and I do a Superman pose and I pull up and I, and I, and I hold that pose for 20 seconds and I'm stretching my, I'm strengthening my back. And then I go into a sitting position and pull my legs up to my body. And that's going to be a stretch of the back. You want to try to do that every day. I also do a, uh, a, a wall climbing exercise that gets my upper back in the shower where I put my, my hands behind my head and I take my elbows and I climb the wall and I hold that pose for 20 seconds. And that's going to stretch the whole back also, most notably the upper back. So you want to be doing that every day, doing your stretch, doing your strengthening to the back. You want to stretch your calves every day. Uh, and then you want to be trying to do your hit five days a week, let's say. So if you're doing all that, you're getting all the different categories of exercise in and you are going to be helping yourself, self-empowering yourself to good health and fewer chances of being overweight. And with that comes less chance of chronic disease, such as diabetes, heart trouble, high cholesterol, metabolic syndrome, all of these things play a role as you're starting to gain weight. So you're going to try to be in a ideal weight for your height, for your body type. And by the way, the BMI number that people talk about is very inaccurate. Don't go by that. Just go by your frame and go by how your pants fit and go by, just look at your belly and try to make sure your belly is as flat as possible. And Without that fat in your midsection, you're going to cut down on a lot of problems that happen after age 40 that leads to a lot of chronic disease that causes the majority of health problems in this country related to chronic health, health conditions, most notably as being related to being overweight. The majority of our country is overweight, so you have to go diet and exercise with that and that is key to good health, is making sure you're in the, the, the weight that you're supposed to be. So on that note, it looks like we are out of here. I hope you enjoyed the show and learned something new today. Obviously, the HIT is not something that a lot of people know about, high-intensity interval training. But, no, but most notably, the way that I recommend it is a realistic way and not something that is daunting. You don't have to be an Olympic athlete to do it this method. And you can tweak it however you want to tweak it so that it works for you. As I said, you can lower the time period that you're doing your fast speed from 20 to 15, from 15 to 10. You can lower it as needed. Of course, you do want to get medical clearance before you start doing this method. So always check and get cleared by your primary care physician that you can do this form of exercise. But at the very least, if you're just doing a pedal on the chair and you're doing a, a, a walk, a fast walk, a lot of people will be able to get medical clearance just to do that. Remember, you're not doing it for a very long period of time, but you're doing it strategically. I want to thank all of my striders for your support and attention. I hope that you guys can incorporate today's topic into your lifestyle gradually over the next 30 days. 
to make it a habit or a mindset, one small step at a time. You can email me if you have any particular topics you'd like to talk about on future shows at docrick at startwithyourfeet.com. Until next time, keep thinking outside the box and keep on watching and listening to Holistic Strides so you can keep on walking and running strong. See you next time.